With Hollywood strikes ending and film and TV production resuming, this year is setting up to be a big one for cinema. Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning, we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. The guise is that civil war is broken out across the United States in this film, um, and a team of journalists is sort of covering the various factions. From the upcoming miniseries Masters of the Air to the action film Civil War, we talk with Military Times reporter Sarah Sicard to learn more about all of the must-see movies and shows for 2024. What does it all mean for our defense and security? You'll find out. I'm your host, Jonathan Lairfeld. Today is Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Hey, Sarah, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, so I wanted to get all of your thoughts, of course, on all of the big movies and shows that are taking place this year that troops might be interested in, whether or not they specifically have a military angle to them. But I wanted to start with one that I know a lot of folks are interested in called Civil War. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Civil War is an A24 movie due out April 26th, basically about a coup d'etat. Uh, so far, very little is sort of known about the plot line, but uh, the, the guise is that Civil War is broken out across the United States in this film. Um, and a team of journalists is sort of covering the various factions uh, across America. There's really tense scenes of conflict. Uh, it stars Jesse Plemons and Kristen Dunst. Uh, Nick Offerman is also set to make an appearance as well. So I know there's another um, film called The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. What is that one about? So this is another Guy Ritchie movie. We had one last year as well, but that was more recent. Uh, this is World War II, uh, and it centers on the origin story of British Special Forces under Winston Churchill. Um, so Henry Cavill is going to star in this movie um, about the Special Operations Executive, or SOE, which ultimately used ungentlemanly warfare to to sort of fight the Nazis, and it's really sort of the origin story of special operations uh, in, in Great Britain. As of now, it doesn't have a release date, but it is expected to come out this year. So is there anything that stands out to you about um, that film? Anything specifically that you're excited about for it or, or that you think folks might find interesting? Guy Ritchie has a very interesting style of uh, filmmaking. Um, you can you can see that across a number of his his movies. So I'm I'm very excited to see sort of the like aesthetic sort of tactics that he deploys to sort of really tell this movie. So I think that visually it's going to be a pretty stunning uh, endeavor. On the list that I had not heard of before, but um, seems like it's going to be very interesting, is called Six Triple Eight. What can you tell um, us about that? So Tyler Perry is actually working on a series of films for Netflix, and Six Triple Eight is meant to chronicle the impact of the U.S. Army's Six Triple Eighth Central Post Directory Battalion. It was an all-female, predominantly black unit deployed during World War II to, I uh, believe, Britain, and they needed to sort through, like, you know zillions of letters um and it basically you know brought morale and they ultimately fought racial discrimination and proved to be a huge force for diversification of the u.s military uh during world war ii and even after um, another one that i know a lot of people are excited about is actually a show called masters of the air um what can you tell us about that miniseries that's coming out 
Masters of the Air is coming out on January 26th. Uh, it centers on the actions of the 100th Bomb Group, which flew B-17s during World War II uh, with the 8th Air Force, believed before that was separated from the Army Air Force. It's really this just amazing nine-episode uh, series on Apple TV. It's, you know, helmed by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. And the, the cast is incredible, too. It's Austin Butler, Callum Turner, Anthony Boyle, and Barry Keoghan. And it's just this really great drama about brotherhood in the air among the bloody hundredth is what they called them because it was such a uh, deadly mission that they were on uh, to fight these B-17 bombers over Europe in the uh, the early days of U.S. involvement in World War II. Now, I understand this is a sister series to a few other series that predated this that also had a um, Tom Hanks-Steven Spielberg combination. What can you tell us about those? Yeah, so before this, um, this is the first time this will be on Apple TV. Uh, the former two were on HBO, I believe. It was The Pacific and Band of Brothers. So if you're a fan of either of those shows, this is going to be in that same vein with yeah, Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks helming, helming this series as well. Uh, speaking of Austin Butler, um, you know, movies and shows, I know that he's in another um, movie that's coming out next summer that doesn't inherently have, to my knowledge, a military tie, but I think a lot of people might find interesting. So what can you tell us about the upcoming film, uh, The Bike Riders? So The Bike Riders is supposed to come out in um, June of this year. A, it's it's a fictionalization, I guess, of a, a Chicago-based motorcycle club called The Outlaws. And Austin Butler was in Masters of the Air, but he'll also be in this movie as well. It's like, it's a very gritty look at this sort of, you know, the rise of the motorcycle club in the 1960s. And it's, I guess, based on a, a photo book of the same name. I think I, I read that Tom Hardy is also going to be in it. Is that correct? Yes, Tom Hardy, who made a, you know, great impression in the military film Dunkirk will be in this movie as well. I know another big blockbuster movie coming out later this year is Dune Part 2. What can you tell us about what folks should be excited for about that? So Dune Part 2 should leave off where Dune Part 1 sort of ended. Uh, it comes out March 1st. Um, Paul Atreides is now still working with Shawnee and the Fremen as he sort of works to to combat the future that they expect to be coming. Um, this is uh, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya are the you know primary characters within this story, but there will be a number of returns to the screen, including Rebecca Ferguson as uh, Paul's mother. Really, it should just be like a very like action-packed, interesting continuation of the first film. Another one that we've had our eye on as well is Gladiator 2. I'm less familiar with this series, but what can you tell us about that? Gladiator 2 is now tw like 20 years in the making, or 24 years in the making, rather. Um, the original came out in 2000, um, and it was a, like a smash hit at the box office. Uh, this will sort of leave off one of the like lesser characters in um, the original, uh, Lucius, who is the, the nephew of Commodus, uh, has grown up, and it appears that he's going to face a series of trials and tribulations of his own. Paul Mescal will be uh, serving in the role of Lucius um, alongside Denzel Washington. So that'll be kind of interesting and exciting. Pedro Pascal is also making an appearance, though he's it's not clear yet what role that will be. How do you feel about Pedro Pascal? <laughs> Pedro Pascal can be in anything and we'll all watch it. <laughs> I agree with that. 
Um, well, last on our list is Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. What can you tell us about this other, you know, big box office series and, and its next installment? So Furiosa is actually a prequel. We're sort of in the era of prequels and sequels for movies that have done well at the box office. It's set for a May 24 release, and this centers on the story of the childhood of Imperator Furiosa. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy will be playing that role, um, and Chris Hemsworth will co-star. It's supposed to follow her journey before she meets uh, Max Rokitansky. So that should be sort of an interesting look back, hopefully a little bit more information about how the Wasteland sort of developed and how her role in it. So that should be interesting too. Excellent. Well, I know that this time of year is also award season, and I'm curious if in general things from this past year stuck out to you um, that you would encourage listeners to watch as a number of these films are getting um, nominated and awarded. Yeah, there's a few. I mean, Oppenheimer obviously is going to sort of lead the pack here. We had the opportunity this year to to interview Matt Damon about his military role in Oppenheimer. I was terrified when I when I got to the last line of the script, and then you know, and then seeing it in the film. I mean, it's it's I'm kind of filled with dread. You know, I do see it. Somebody did say to Chris that it was a horror film, and he's and he was like, I don't disagree with that. But his movies do this really incredible thing where he's always grappling with these big concepts, but they're also very intimate. I don't know who does this as well as him. He's able to, you know, his movies are never didactic. He always, he loves his audience. He always wants to put interesting questions in front of his audience and let them ponder them. Uh, I think that movie's probably going to sweep, and if you haven't seen it yet, you should. John Wick is another one, not inherently related to the military, although there's still some uh, possibility that John Wick was a Marine at one point that you know, history is unclear. So that was an incredible, like, gun-fu movie uh, to watch. It was kind of a hard year because of the strike to really sort of go back and, and look through all the movies that came out, a number of them were actually bumped to 2024. So now we'll get to sort of include them in this upcoming year's list for next year. Of these on the list, is there any in particular that's your favorite or that you're looking forward to the most? Well, I already watched Masters of the Air, and I have to say that it is probably one of the most incredible series I've watched in like the last five to ten years, uh, and that's included quite a bit of pandemic binge-watching. I might even like it better than I liked Band of Brothers. I just feel like the storyline is so incredible, and I felt so drawn to the characters, uh, who are obviously all historical figures, but being able to see them put on screen was just really, really incredible how they translated those real people into sort of a relatively fictionalized, but also still very true to the Times story. That's it for us this morning. To get more of the top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com EBB to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at Defense underscore News and at Military Times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted by me, Jonathan Lairfeld, and produced by Zimone Z. Perez. If you liked our conversation today with Sarah, be sure to check out her work at MilitaryTimes.com. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Gruse. Have a great day.